0: a patched up podcast could ruin your business. Let us do the technical busy work behind the scenes while you share your genius on the mic and take the industry stage. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez is here. And today I have the privilege of hosting Vera Rulon. She is the founder and president of Tier Health Advisors and is a member of the executive council for the Center for Health Innovation. She's a strategic and senior advisor to the ATA. Her areas of expertise include healthy longevity, patient advocacy and engagement, and use of personal health information to improve outcomes with a focus on the use of technology to advance these areas. Prior to starting her own company, Vera spent 18 years at Pfizer. At Pfizer, Vera led the technology and aging work stream for the Center of Excellence for Active and Healthy Aging. Before Pfizer, Vera managed the clinical informatics team at Oxford Health Plans. She has also served as chief content officer for a clinical trials recruitment startup focusing on the underserved populations. Vera is a past president of the American Health Information Management Association, AHIMA, and is a fellow of AHIMA. Vera is an active participant with the Society of Participatory Medicine, and she's also the recipient of AHIMA's Distinguished Member Award, AHIMA Visionary Triumph Award, as was designated From a Voice 100 as a change agent. So, I'm privileged to have her here on the podcast. Vera, thank you so much for being here.
1: You're very welcome, Saul. I'm looking forward to our conversation.
0: Likewise. And so before we jump into what you guys are up to at Tier Health, I'd love to hear more about what inspires your day-to-day journey in healthcare.
1: Absolutely. I love to talk about that because all my life, I've always strived to help make a difference in the world, even if I can impact just one person. So I've been listening to people's personal stories and I try to find ways now to address some of the concerns that people have. You know, on top of all of that, I'm also an artist and someone who had inspired me was Regina Holiday because she showed me that you can leverage all of your talents in different ways to help improve the healthcare system. I don't know if you're familiar with Regina's work, but she started the... Uh, art Healthcare. We had her on the
0: podcast, yeah. Oh,
1: you did. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm also an artist for the Walking Gallery of Healthcare. Oh, ah,
0: so cool. Yeah.
1: And that really wow. helped push me to figure out ways that I, in my own unique way, can help make a difference in transforming healthcare. And part of that is also around the whole aging, because I've been working in aging now for a while. And as I started getting older, and I'll tell you a little story later on about how I really landed where I am today after having worked at various organizations over the years.
0: I love it. Yeah, you know, it's a good reminder, Vero, that we all have our uniquenesses and way of contributing. And it's important that we have confidence and faith that what we're doing is going to make an impact. And so you took the leap of faith. You were inspired. You've done a lot of things in the corporate side as well, but now you're on your own doing your own thing. So tell us a little bit about Tier Health Advisors and what you guys are up to.
1: Sure. So, some of the ways that I think we provide values, I really do like to focus on those areas that we've already talked about that you heard in my bio. And a lot of that has to do with improving communication between providers, payers, life sciences, various communities, as well as patients and caregivers, most importantly, because we want to make sure that there's access to healthcare, but it's also working to the benefit of the patient. So to that end, as I engage with uh, various organizations. I have applied some approaches. So, for example, storytelling is really important. So a lot of the work that I do, for example, at the ATA, I've been collecting case studies that express the best practices in getting care to people who need it through telehealth and digital technologies. And the more we tell these stories and the more that Tier Health can provide some thought leadership to help these organizations connect the dots, I think that's where we provide the most value. Another example of that would be when I was working for HIMSS, rather the PCH Alliance, I helped bring people together in workshops where they would try and solve issues around improving the aging process. And that in particular was helpful because we came up with a lot of very, very strategic ideas on how to work, you know, on how to improve aging in general through the use of technology one of the ways that i think that i'm different i already mentioned the unique ability to connect the dots on strategic issues a big part of that is having as broad net of a network of colleagues who are also working to advance healthcare and i think that's another important and helpful for organizations as i help them build their programs as they're working through their strategies so that connection as well as bringing people together is also a big part of what tier does
0: love it and so Yeah, you know, the stories matter and how we tackle the problems that we're faced with matters as well. So talk to us a little bit about how what you guys do is different than what's available today.
1: You know, I think several of the things I've mentioned, you know, connecting the dots on some strategies that they might have, especially with those patient and provider stories and areas of concern, as well as creating these communities. But I think what else Tier brings to the table is the vast experience in very different healthcare industries from a background in payer organizations to provider-based organizations from a skilled nursing facility straight through to acute care. And then of course, working for a pharmaceutical company that brings a whole nother dimension, I think, to looking at the whole healthcare ecosystem and be able to come up with very effective strategies for uh, clients.
0: Yeah. And so who are you mainly working with now, Vera? And, and you know, who are you guys looking to work with in the future?
1: Oh, that's a great question. So working with non-for-profits has been mm-hmm. the primary alignment there and not for profit healthcare organizations. So organizations like Hims, the ATA, AHIMA, and others in that vein, mostly related to information, healthcare information, as well as the technologies that support the advancement of healthcare. The startup that I worked for was very interesting because there we were obviously looking for sponsors or pharmaceutical companies as clients, really with a focus on bringing in the underserved population into clinical trials. And that's been a big theme recently, especially with the COVID work. So in the future, I think I would like to find more clients in the life sciences areas, as well as additional non-for-profit associations, specifically patient advocacy groups, because I think I can provide and, and the organization can provide some really neat insights to those groups and help make connections with other organizations.
0: Very cool. And so as you've embarked on your journey with your own practice, what would you say has been one of the setbacks that most impacted you and that you learned most from?
1: Oh, geez. I thought a lot about this, and I think Uh it was leaving Pfizer was the real setback for me. It was, uh, I had been there for so long, and I was so comfortable, and I was really enjoying the work there, and I loved working for the company, but just the situation at the time had me really think about, do I stay or do I go? And so I decided that it was time for me to go. And it was a really rough decision for me. And at that time, I was also in my 50s. Mm-hmm. I said I was aging just like everyone else. So, you know, it was kind of like, you know, what do I do now? Do I look for work elsewhere or, you know, do I go off on my own? And at a certain point, I did decide not to pursue work elsewhere and to go off on my own. So what I did was, is I, and this is where the key learning comes in, I spent time exploring opportunities. And I decided that, you know, I couldn't, you know, I needed just to talk with someone to figure out what do I need to look at? What can I do to really do a good job of evaluating and exploring opportunities? So I participated in an online group mentoring session over one summer with a gentleman by the name of John Tarnoff, who calls himself the Boomer Reinvention Coach. And uh, one of the exercises we did was to look at ourselves 15 years prior. And that really gave me the opportunity to boost the understanding of where I really wanted to be. Because in my 40s, I was in my best health. I was exercising every day. You know, work at Pfizer was terrific. I was serving on the board of Ahima. It was a busy time, but it was also, it really gave me that boost to understand what I wanted to do. And that's, Another learning that became clear to me, you know, especially after going through that exercise and then spending time doing a lot of networking, I realized that uh, my reach and my impact would be more impactful outside of a large organization like Pfizer. While Mm. the experience was excellent and really built the foundation for me, my voice could be heard better outside of a large bureaucratic organization. So what I did was, is I started beefing up my volunteer efforts mm-hmm. at this point, and that included. And I think that's where my love for non for profits really solidified because I felt like I could do more and be more impactful. Of course, there's a limit to how much you can spend volunteering versus getting paid work. So <laughs> I was very yeah. targeted. So I selected organizations like the Society for Participatory Medicine where there's an opportunity to make some significant differences there. And then I tried to keep that same vein of what my passions were, given now that I was out on my own, that I could be selected about the clients that I chose to work with.
0: Huh. So cool. Well, I think it's fantastic. And, you know, you make a move like that, it's never easy. Mm-mm. And you certainly just did a, a nice job of identifying your strengths and where exactly you were going to make an impact And so here you are. (laughs) (laughs) So awesome work. As you think about what makes you most excited today, what would you say that is?
1: Oh my gosh, Uh, definitely this whole digitization of healthcare, as I heard a term coined several years back called healthcare everywhere. And now with COVID, it's really coming to light in many respects. I mean, there's still a lot more to do. But to have access to healthcare wherever you happen to be makes me very excited. And also this increased interest, again, more to do, but there's an increased interest on focus on including patients and designing new healthcare delivery systems and addressing uh, patients' needs within the healthcare system, which I'm really happy to see, you know, providing access to your healthcare data, increasing interest in participatory medicine so that patients become really active in their own personal health.
0: Well, I think that's great. And it it's definitely exciting times as we look to get patients engaged in, you know, the way decisions are made at healthcare institutions. Having folks like you at the charge is certainly so important. And so I want to commend you on your efforts. And so with that, uh, you know, what call outs would you leave to the audience today? What closing thoughts would you want them to think about?
1: Well, as I've mentioned, patient advocacy and inclusion is starting to become more and more the order of business, which is wonderful, but there's still an awful lot more to do. So I would ask people to keep listening. And keep telling your own stories and help spread the word so we can address the issues that really matter both to providers and to patients.
0: Vera, thank you. And, and if the listeners wanted to get in touch or continue the conversation, what would you say the best place for them to do that is?
1: Sure. Please uh, find me at Twitter. My handle is rulon. My LinkedIn is great. And I do have a Tier Health Advisors LinkedIn page. As well, feel free to reach out to me via email at vera, V-E-R-A, at tierhealth, T-I-R-H-E-A-L-T-H dot net.
0: Awesome, Vera. Well, listen, this has been a great discussion and I certainly thank you and look forward to staying in touch.
1: You're very welcome, Saul. Wonderful to speak with you.
0: to learn more.